Good evening, everybody. Good evening. This is Keith London coming at you with another segment of the Roller Agenda. I'm gonna talk about something that um, I've been meaning to talk about for a while. I'm gonna talk about color balancing. I'm not talking about what you should do. I'm just talking about my take on it. Um, since I've been breeding pigeons on a professional type level, I've always color balanced, not for the sake of making making the birds better or, or worse. I just did it because I just like to have a variety of color at first. I never really thought, put too much thought into it. Just I always made it to red check to blue check, uh, red check to um, red and white, or blue check to red and white, blue bar. Stuff like, I always did those kind of things. I try to go blue check badge to, to, to red check self. I try to mix it up a little bit. I always try to put self birds with birds with white so I can get both. You know, it wasn't until later on that I decided to breed the birds for color balancing, for um, for strength, or not soften up birds, for making the birds' feathers more flexible and the birds' bodies more flexible and more mild, not too strong, and not soft, more mild, medium. <clears throat> I found that the medium birds tend to be the better birds for kick competition, uh, which was I was heavily into at the time. So I've always made the, the softer spangled birds to the blue checker stronger birds to strengthen up the red and loosen up the blue. So I get them happy medium. I tried that and it worked out pretty well. So again, to make the, the, the softer birds can can spin just as hard as the blue checkers and blue checkers have enough flexibility to have the, the smooth roll just like the spangles and models and I did that and it worked it was working out and it worked out for me and, and I'm, I'm going back to that again um, but you gotta, you gotta take in mind though into consideration that those performance traits still have to be there you still got select for the performance performance traits as well as with everything else like um like um, like every every now that I put like I have two blue checkers right now together the blue check slate cock which I call the blue velvet and the blue check slate hen which I call the 100% hen and I'll take in mind how both birds were made um the the, the bird I call the blue velvet cock his mother was the recessive red grizzle and his father was a dark check self and then on the other side of the hen, the, um, the blue check hen, her father was 396, was the red check bearded cock, and 1613, which is the bird we call the black pearl. So when I made these maidens on either side, on the blue velvet brothers, you got the little blue velvet, the red velvet, and the bird um, spice worm, which is a red grizzle. Um, and on the other side, with 100% birds, I have her brother, which is 303, that's in the loft right now, which is a red check beard. Another brother that John Jay has, which is a red mark, white flight, and a hen he has, which is a red check self. So they threw a variety of birds by doing these maidens on both sides. So the red was there and blue check was there. Now, take in mind, the blue velvet was a bird that was flown high some heights. He, he got to be 20 feet before I, I moved back to LA. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, now he was about 
20 feet, maybe once a minute. But he had siblings that were twice as deep as him and, and more frequent. But when he, but when he spun, he, he, he gave it up real nice. He's probably the fastest on the fast move side. Whereas brother Spice One was on the smoother, more deeper side, an early developer. Whereas he didn't come in until like five months and Spice One came in at like three, three and a half, and was deeper and everything. But both birds stayed safe, but I just moved back to LA. Anyway, so my purpose of color balancing is to give each color the same equal opportunity to roll to the highest degree and the highest frequency along with kit sensitivity. Let's just talk about kit sensitivity so you guys can understand what we mean by that. Kit sensitivity is birds that, that are sensitive to the reaction of the kit. So if the kit pause, everybody pause, kit break, they break, everybody releases. There's no one trigger bird. They do it as a group. Um, and them birds are the ones that, that, that go on 70% of the breaks or higher. I, want them. I don't want birds going half the breaks. I'm going to go on 70% or higher. Those are birds that lick the stock. Or every time that bird gets into the position where it's going to break, it goes. Even if the kit don't go. Sometimes you say, well, it's not rolling with the kit. But if the kit were to roll when he rolled, when it's supposed to roll, you get my drift? And that's how I look at that. <clears throat> Color balancing don't play a role in that per se. But the way the birds are brung in, that's how they develop like that. Where, where the recessor red was a dominant bird for frequency and, and depth. And with that being understood, and I acknowledged that, it was easier for me to breed the birds, bring them in, and do what I have to do with them. So, color balance. You want everything in That's what all it is, is balance of color. It don't make your birds spin better. It don't make your birds more frequent unless the birds that you're in, in question on either side are bred for those traits specifically. That's why I chose the Jerry birds. Because they were bred to come in and commit. And there's happened to be a lot of red birds. Just happened, so happened to be. Which I had a lot of blue checker birds so it balanced out. So it's the balance of everything. Everything should be balanced. <clears throat> so... If I bring in a bird for a red spangle like I did with the weapon cop, he came in to add the commitment on the brakes, and he did that. I was going to a blue checker. He was with a blue checker, a bronze, a bronze. That's all he ever been, but he never went back to a red. He went back to a red spangle, just red. <clears throat> so, now I did that, I got both. I got red birds, blue check birds that can roll equally. That's what I wanted. Because I saw something one time at a, at a flyer's house, Willie Wright's house. I noticed that he had these little red check-like birds um, and these dark checker birds that can spin their butts off, I mean, super fast. And then I saw his recessive red birds, his red birds, they were not even close to the quality and speed that the blue checkers and dark checkers had. And I, and I made it a point for me not to have that problem. I seen some birds at Jerry Higgins' house. Uh, he, he, he didn't have blue checkers, so all his birds were red, black, 
done, mottled, spangled, maybe a done grizzle here and there, maybe a dark check here and there, maybe a red check, ash red like bird here and there, but not many. But his birds were all fluent, they rode so smooth and effortless. I wouldn't say he had some blurs, I wouldn't say that. We talked about, I talked about blurs already. You, I don't know if that, if that one aired yet. I think that one aired next week. But I talked about the blur. I said, like, I don't want blurs. I don't want nothing that's blurry. I want to be able to see everything clear as day. So, with that being said, Jerry Higgins' birds were smooth and they committed on breaks. When it's time to break, they break. Ain't no playing around. I admit they're not, they weren't the fastest birds I've seen, but I wouldn't, that wasn't their job in my loft. That, was, that wasn't their job. Their job was to, eat, to, to ease up on the, um, the checker side and, and make them more flexible, medium, where they weren't so strong, because that's how his birds were bred. Um, his expression still stayed the same on his birds. Their, their character was like I said, easy going, easy flying birds that like the world, they like the role. They like these birds like the role. They wrote, that's what I wanted to bring in. And I came and I did that. So <clears throat> in doing that, I was able to accomplish stuff that a lot of people couldn't accomplish. And a lot of people would always say, well, they wouldn't believe it happened, you know, what I was doing until they actually saw it. And it's amazing how dudes can watch, watch them birds I flew and still try to go against what I was trying to show them. And I was in a club one time, ICRC. I was in there for a while, you know. And I used to try to teach the club and tell the club, club how to do stuff and why I do this and why I do that. And they would always go against it. And my thoughts to myself was, that's all right, this making it easy for me to beat them every year. And that's what was happening. I was beating them real easy. They say, some people might say it because I had several kids. But my, my take on that is, if I'm trying to tell you the situation, how to, I'm gonna tell you some, give you some advice on how to do it. Whether I got three kids or a hundred kids, I'm still showing to you every fly. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So, they wanna know how I did it. They tried, they tried, what you feed them, what you do this. I said, I'm telling you how to do it, it's not the feed. It's the way I breed the birds. The way I balanced out the performance. Even if it's with color or with just straight performance. A selection of characteristics. And I, I try to explain that to them, but they wouldn't take heed to it. So it made it easier for me to beat them every year. So, so let me get back, get back to color. I knew my birds were strong in the checker. Even though my, my original hen that made my original birds was a cream. The cream hen made smoke, the cream hen made 77. I took 77 to, to smoke's, to, I took 77 to smoke's daughter. 77 was a, guess what? A blue check self. Smoke's daughter, 76, was a bronze beard. So we know that the bronze is present. And I got recessive red birds and bronze birds and dun birds. That period of throwing not one cream. <coughs> Excuse me. That pretty the one cream, but 77 through several duns, and his brother through several creams. But that's not the point. The recessive gene, the, the dilute gene, goes along with the recessive, with the recessive gene in that in my family. So when I took them together and made the red birds, 
and I took the red cocks and took them to one of our dark checkers that were a stiffer bird. I got a spinner that was really good. Individual, a lot of individual, they were frequent. They just weren't kit sensitive. Um, frequency, kit sensitive, not the same thing. Frequency is a bird that's roll all the time, whether it's with the kit or without the kit. Kit sensitive birds only roll when the kit's supposed to break or when they do break. That's a difference, so. That was a different difference between kit sensitivity and frequency. That's why I tell people sometimes frequency is overrated or it can be overrated if the collective performance is not there. So when I cross the smoke birds, they strength, they spun real fast, but the thing is they can they cannot commit sometimes. They weren't known to be deep. They were known to be fast, 10, 20 to 20 foot is most of the birds in the 10 to 15 foot range. The problem with that was at times they were They'll be frequent. They'll go three times a minute, but they barely go in 10 feet sometimes. So, Kerry Higgins birds came in, loosen them up a little bit, stretch them out a little bit. You feel me? So that's 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 why I brought them in. They made the bird, you can feel the feathers. They, 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 they're more pliable, they're more medium, they're flexible. The wings, is not. they're not as strong. The bodies are dense, but they're not heavy, and they're not just full of muscle. It's, if I would have to show you and explain to you that in person if you, one day, well, one day I can show you this. I can teach a little class on that, and I can go to the house and I can explain that. But and dudes will say, and I know how to do say, who you think you are? This, but when you're not this, I say, okay, I just keep doing what I'm doing, and you, and I tell them you're gonna keep losing to me. So, and that happened. That's what happened. They, they kept losing to me. The only way they can actually beat me at that time was. Falcon hit, some hit, some bad luck like that had to happen. But all things equal, when I'm not getting hit, they were, they were losing. And not because my bird was so better, I just had an understanding, a better understanding on breeding the birds. Even with, I took Johnny Smith, Robert Parker, Jerry, uh, and Worm. Even... The stuff I did even surpassed some stuff that they've done, even though I had to use their birds to do it, but that's the whole point. <clears throat> I was smart enough to say, well, I'm gonna bring in these birds, loosen up these, bring in these, these soft color, these softer character birds and put them with my stronger birds, loosen them up, and I'm gonna be able to do stuff nobody has ever done. And that's what happened. I just understood the characteristics, the color, um, balancing. I just want all the birds to be able to perform equal. That's one reason. My reason I like color. I like my color to be balanced. I don't want no one color to dominate. I, I don't want that. I want the, the balance. I like white flights. I like badgers. I like bald heads. I like spangles. I like models. I mean, I like black self, blue check self, blue check white flight. I like all them colors like that. I like them all. Mixed wings, mixed tails, white tails. I mean, all that. I like all that. And white is a softer feather. It is a softer feather, but it's not exact. It's not actually a soft bird all the time. So my birds now, in the last few years, and I wasn't flying, flying. My birds did get back a little bit back on the stronger side, but the depth still remained. The kit sensitivity may have fell off, but the explosive breaks remained. So I can get big explosive breaks, but they, but not often as I used to get them. So now, since I flew last year, I got a chance to 
see some birds them flying this year. But I'm thinking more on kids sensitive in and big, big, often breaks. That's what I'm working for. Um, you got guys out there become one dimensional. Don't become one dimensional. Do not become one dimensional. Always worry about everything. Speed is great. Speed, speed. But he go. I'm telling you, if you keep breathing speed, 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 what you're gonna lose is this. You're gonna lose your regularity eventually. If it's if you speed first, you're gonna lose your kit sensitivity if you have it in the beginning. And you're gonna start breeding birds that's gonna quit if they become regular. If you breed just for speed. And if you I reach like I tell everybody, your best spinners, if you wanna make a lot of fast birds that roll often, take your best spinning hens. Your best. And put them to your smoothest, effortless rolling cocks. And I guarantee you'll get them birds. All you got to do is put a couple of pairs aside and try it. And remember I told you. <clears throat> so now, we got the color balancing. Your birds are balanced. Your color is balanced. So now what's going to happen is you're going to put two blue checks together and get recess of red. You're going to put two blacks together and get red and checks. Tortoise shells going to give you red, models, blacks, checks, all that. Only color I haven't seen throw too many different variations of color is two, two red birds. I haven't seen two red birds throw too much. I've seen two red birds throw an ash red a few times. A few. That's because them birds are probably spread birds in the first place, which cover an ash. But that don't really happen because ash red is dominant. It's going to be on top of everything else. So I don't think. Like a bull eye spangle cock was a. He was a red spangle, but he threw a lot of ash red. A lot. So he could, and, but he had ash red feathers in his tail. So that's the thing. He had a tail. He had a few ash red feathers in it, in his tail as a, a red spangle. So I guess he was really ash red. So that's what made it dominant. Well, but I just understood where it came from. But when I got him, he didn't have them. They came along as he got older. So. So color balance to give everything equal chance to perform. Color balance to loosen and soften the, not soften the feather when they're too soft and make the bird's feathers more pliable, more flexible. Color balance when you got softer character birds to the stronger birds to ease them, loosen them up a little bit. So it'd be more, like I said, so it'd be more effortless, more smoother. You know what I'm saying? Um, have your bird's character. If you got a strong character bird, you got to have some birds that's a little bit on the mild side to balance it out. I mean, you don't want to be too strong in no one area. What are the birds in my family that are the stronger birds? Right now, it's the red checks and the blue checks. And I have a few red grizzles that are just as strong as any blue check. I don't have no white birds that's... I have white birds that's real good medium birds, but not strong birds. But I do have some red grizzles that if, you, if I put them in your hand you close your eyes, you wouldn't be able to tell it's a red grizzle. I'm talking about, I ain't talking about like the red check red grizzles, what they call, I'm talking about recessive, like a recessive red with a grizzle gene, red pepperheads like that. You you have them in your hand, you wouldn't think they were, you would think they were red grizzles, you would think they were blue checks. <clears throat> and those can go, that's why I like those. They got the strength of the blue checks and the feel of the blue check, but they roll just as frequently as any recessive red bird you want to see, as any other bird you want to see. 
and that was kind of like my goal. But they got, but they can't go back to another strong bird. So they own birds that are not as strong as they are. I don't go strong and strong. I don't want birds that want to fly fast. And they, and I go deeper in the kill as well. I know deeper kill birds with a good sharp pitch, pitch, seem to, seem to, they, they can handle flying low on them. And you know, if without going up high, they're skying out. I, I noticed that. Um, about the deeper, deeper kill birds, they got a different kind of wing beat, and I try to maintain that wing beat. On my, on my wing birds, wing beat steady, where the birds not flying fast, and the wing beat, beat, beat is steady. So, I want you guys, all this stuff right here to help everybody, help you guys. I'm not trying to tell you guys what to do, just trying to give you some suggestions on how to do some certain things, what to look for, how to build your, get your family through, like I did. Um, there are a lot of guys, there's some, there's some guys in other states that have some, fly some really nice birds, I mean, I mean, it's, it's a guy, let me see, who, who's the guy? A lot of guys, when I was out in Kentucky, they had me birds, mason birds, Billings birds, and what's the other guy's name? I don't think it's Ivan Hatchet. It's, and it, it's another name I think they had. But I saw some really good, nice birds that can roll with any, any family of birds. And that's all selection and cultivation. You guys, the listeners here, you guys can do the same thing. I've seen fanciers that had one bird when I met them about five years later, they had a different strain. Six years later, they bring us more, they had a different strain. And now they have a whole different strain. And it's like they, they all over the place. In actuality, all they had to do was take the birds they had from the beginning, figure out what can make what, what they were lacking to be good birds. Bring that in, fly the birds, pick those birds, get rid of some of the originals, find the next trait they needed, bring the bring them in, fly the birds, okay, you get this, this, and this, and this, and you might have to reach back to this, and now I want this. And you bring them in and you keep building. That's what a true breeder breeder does. If you gotta get rid of your birds, the boss of my birds, you're not a good breeder. I'm sorry, you're not. <clears throat> get some miles birds and then you start doing well that mean what you did was all about just you doing well not about you cultivating anything but we're gonna do what we have to do to be whatever you guys want to be I don't know what you guys I don't even know what you guys goals are to tell you the truth I don't um, I went from averaging first year back in IC from averaging 150 points to fly to second year 350 points fly next year 350 points fly next year uh, still about the same 300 and then I got to about the fifth fourth fifth year I averaged five and then next year after that I averaged five I mean I mean 496 and then five and that's what my goal was but my goal was then was to get better than that but then I hit that snag, the federal government snag, and that changed everything. My whole system got broke up, and you know, stuff it just didn't work. Just stuff wasn't going right after that. I had to get back on, get back focused. But the thing I'm trying to get you guys to do is, you guys can do the same thing, but you gotta know where you, what you want, and where you're trying to go. Don't get caught up into the names, like me. When I when I, when I went to Jerry. I, I already knew what kind of birds I wanted. I knew what I wanted from them. I, knew, I didn't know which birds they would be, 
but I knew what kind of type of births I wanted. When I, when I, when I got birth from Johnny Smith, I knew what type of birth I wanted because the, the sugar pair, well, which is through the 504, 505, that cock came from Johnny Smith. 1094 came from Johnny Smith. And he, he was, he worked out really well with that, with her. That was a hit pair. Still that blood, still around, still off right now. Um, another birth from Johnny Smith, 813. He's, he has a few babies that in there too. Not a lot, but a few. The bird I slept on and messed up on is the bird I got from Robert Parker. I think his band number was either 142 or 42. It was a done self. <coughs> I got him for the, pen, the pencil memorial when it was at Ron Duncan House for 50 bucks. That was a bird I should have I should have paid more attention to. But you learn stuff as you're going along, but it's too late now, so. I got some birds to go back to him, but I think he should have been a key bird. I think I should use him more than the white heat cop. And they were there about at the same time. I should use that bird more, 142. I didn't, so move on. Um, but I brought them birds in for a reason. Them birds are all softer, softer character birds. All them birds I brought in, all softer character. Go with my stronger character birds. As I got to a point where the bird's character softened up a bit, what I did was I um, I started getting rid of some of the originals. Let people take this, take this, and breathe this. Take this and breathe this. You can get this. But I kept them close by, but I never had to get those birds back. I kept trying to go forward. And you and you guys can do the same thing. I mean, only thing about it is, you know, the birds are not available like they were to me. I mean, Jerry, Johnny, even the worm. See, the worm cop came in later on. The worm cop came in in 2007, I think. I got him in 2007. It came a little later, but I had Johnny and I had um, I had Jerry. Jerry, I got the Rocky Mountain cop from Jerry, um, the weapon cop from Jerry. I got the black hawk cock, but I didn't really, I didn't get a chance to use him in the mean of dying. I don't know where he died from, but he died. But I got some babies off of him. But these, I have somebody to go to. You guys don't have that luxury. The people who's breeding the Jerry birds right now, they didn't breed them like Jerry and Johnny. See, Jerry and Johnny bred the birds and flew all the birds. So they're bringing birds in from their kits that were flown. It's guys that start breeding the birds on top of each other, on top of each other, wasn't flying this, wasn't flying this, didn't fly this, didn't fly this, and just kept breeding them like that and not flying them so they weren't air tested. So you don't really know what you're really getting besides a pedigree. <clears throat> so you don't know if they got the right um, characteristics. You don't, you don't know if if um, if the color you bring in for the color balance is going to be true to that color or tr- true to the performance of the birds, the original birds that were bred for performance that were that color. You don't even know that kind of stuff. Um, like a guy said somewhere, he got a Jerry Higgins bird that's bumping, but I, I, I doubt if it's Jerry bred it. And who would say somebody else and put some with him just say it's Jerry Higgins bird because that's the name that, that people gonna rank, gonna gonna gravitate to. And a lot of that go is going on. A lot of it. So if you bring these birds in for for them reasons, the softening birds, who to say? If that character ain't been distorted because somebody took it and crossed it with this and did it with this or put these two birds together and didn't fly them so you don't know what characteristics are dominant, you don't know. 
they're, just, they're not flying them. So, who's to say? I don't know. But I know what goes on in my loft. I know what goes on in there. And I can pretty much tell you pretty much to 90% of every bird why they're in there. What's their what's gonna be their purpose or what is their purpose and why they're in there? And who I think would be their best suitable mates and why they would be their best suitable mates. <clears throat> I mean you probably can take some stuff, take some birds, maybe pair them up another way that I don't say, and they might still come out good because I mean they they all related. I mean they all selected for performance and most of them were flown. Not all of them, but most of them were performance flown. And it's crazy how some of my better birds are the ones, better cocks are the ones that weren't flown. And I, somebody told me one time, how you know if your best bird wasn't flown? I said, he's throwing my best birds. That makes him one of my best birds. But he wasn't flown. What does that guy do with anything? What does flying a bird have to do with the bird being one of your best producers? If a bird was never flown and is producing your top birds and a bird that was flown it's producing beneath that bird, which one is the better bird? The bird that's producing the best birds. I don't care how good he was in the air, it don't matter. He said, but it can't be your best bird if one flown. I said, it can't be my best performing bird if one flown. It can be my best producing bird if one flown. Because you think about it, all the British people we get from people, we didn't see them fly. We're going off what people say about what you feel about the bird. And if it comes in and be one of your better producers, it's a better producer. I mean, whether you seen it fly or not. <clears throat> so, you guys, pay attention to your birds. Um, some of you guys don't really know what a strong bird is. You guys don't know how to check for muscle. I mean, do you guys know how to check for muscle? Do you guys know what to feel for in the back muscle or the breast muscle? Um, you know, you know what wing, strong wing butts mean? Just because a bird has strong wing butts, don't mean it was flown. Just because a bird wasn't flown don't mean they have strong wing butts. It don't have to be flown to have strong wing butts or to be strong. It don't have to. I'm just saying. I'm telling you, one day when we get past this quarantine stuff, I can really do a class, a serious class on some of the guys that are going to learn some basic stuff on how to select birds and pair with some birds on the ground. Because even all these, the guys that got the pencil birds, they know you can't select all your best breeders by picking them out the air alone. They know that already. Think about it. How many times you bought had your best bird and you bred off of it and didn't throw your best birds? I mean, think about that. That is so true, because think about it. If it was that easy, I can't say this enough. It's been said so many times by so many people. If all we had to do was take the best producers, best, best performers, and put them together, and we get good performers, everybody have good birds. It'd be so simple. But it's not that simple. It's more to it than that. Now that's a guideline. I was if you don't know about birds, I would suggest that you do that though. That if you fly birds and get into like your fifth or sixth years of breeding and flying, not just breeding, but breeding and flying most of your birds, your eye is gonna start, your eye is gonna become accustomed to just recognizing some of the better birds before you even fly them. And you're going to say, I'm going to keep my eye on this bird. It's going to be a good one. Then you look around and it's a good one. And it's going to be a cousin to the birds in your family that's not the better birds. Not the best producers. Color might not have nothing to do with it. And you're going to notice that sometimes in your family, some color birds throw certain traits. I mean, that's, that's, that's what you're going to see. 
Not all of them, but some birds just gonna throw them traits. And you gotta recognize that. So recognize all these traits. Your birds telling you everything about color balancing, about performance. They telling you all this stuff. Just pay attention. Watch them. Give your birds a chance to show you what they got. Don't breed them a year and they be all come okay. Somebody say something about them. Now you're giving your bird. Now you're getting some other birds. Don't do that. Give them a chance to show you. Believe in your birds when you see them. Trust in them. And with that being said, this is Keith Nunn, another segment of Real Agenda. I am out. Peace.